It's like immediately like great little pop punk drum fill. That weird crunchy co- chord in there, right here. Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, am yeah, I yeah. listening to fucking Shega Di Sabzashi? Like, it's like... <laughs> that little fucking great line, can I make it any more obvious? Uh, what more can I say? The fucking pop punk kazoo sound. Yeah, Or whatever that is. Just guitars. Ooh, this is like an 808. Yeah, that's cool. I never knew that shit before. Yeah, because I, I felt that yeah. shit. Great, great track guitars. It's like this harmonically is very interesting for a huge song. It is interesting. Yeah, yeah. But Dana, the little counter melody. Sounds like I know. It's like I'm, I'm like thinking about fucking line set yeah, right now. Yeah. Great, insane, <laughs> insane setting. <laughs> A little shinspiel there. Sure, those those harmonies are up there. Also, love the lamin on his guitar. <laughs> Honestly, this song has no regard for the English language. No. Salamon on his guitar, Skater Boy spelled in that way. Blasphemy. Do you think Big Boy ever thinks about Skater Boy and it's like, those motherfuckers. They stole my shit. They stole my shit. <laughs> Ooh. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like, gotta get this bridge right here. This oh, is wow. this is where Alan Menken stopped. He's like, oh, well, I'm done writing Aladdin for Disney. I'm gonna right. step in and write some fucking chords. <laughs> the little chord flex. There's more than meets the eye. Also, there's this weird, like this. I love this part. Josh Birmingham on the drums. <laughs> This is when you know it's not recorded by a real pop punk band because right. it's like kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like. God, I'm so fired up for this one. <laughs> we research what they mean, how they were recorded, why they're written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. This is Avril Lavigne Week here on Listen to This. Yeah, man. And today we're talking about another Avril Lavigne classic. It's Skater Boy. I feel like I've got to write, I've got to spell this out. S-K, the number eight, E-R, space, B-O-I. What a stupid spelling. (laughs) But I think it was important. Was this the first iteration of popular music using... Because now in today's music, we see this type of spelling everywhere. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you don't capitalize dick anymore. No. Yeah, yeah. So, like, this was... And I think it probably, like, had something to do with, like, the way that people were writing each other on AIM and shit. Do you have AIM? Dude, of course. Do you have a, what was your screen name? If you feel comfortable giving it out. Yeah, that is. <laughs> uh, it definitely, there's probably two iterations. Mm-hmm. One with like X's in the front. Right. Oh, nice. You were an X guy? I think so. You're pretty, you do have sleeve tattoos. So like I could see that. A little edgy. Yeah. Or it was um, a screen name where it was alternating 
capital and lowercase. Oh yeah, that exactly. Was another good one. Nice. Mine was a joke. Like I was like just trying to be like a piece of shit, like always. So my screen name was the Torah Master. <laughs> <laughs> Skater Boy was released on the 9th of September in 2002, and this track became a number one hit. Yeah, it was big, selling over 1.8 million copies worldwide. Wow. It was nominated for a Grammy for Best Female Rock Vocal Performance. Damn. It was written by Avril Lavigne along with The Matrix and was yep. produced by The Matrix yep. as well. So The Matrix is really getting in here. They're really doing some things. I mean, and, it, the sound is similar. Yeah. So the first thing I want to talk about is the pop punk guitar sound. Yeah. What does that mean? How is it different from rock and roll guitar? That is a great question. Yeah, I've always there's, wondered. There's a very big difference between Slash, Guns right. N' Roses, rock guitar, and like Blink-182, and like, Living Guitar. Exactly. Very different. I think what was really popular in pop punk music is using guitars that were not traditionally rock guitars. Mm -hmm. Of course, there were bands that used Les Pauls right, and right. stuff, but... I feel like when I think about pop punk music, I think of like Stratocasters. Mm -hmm. Even if they did have humbucker pickups, yeah, yeah. I think about Stratocasters. I think of like Ibanez before Ibanez, Ibanez got really metally. Yeah. Um, I think about like Hollow Body with the F holes. Oh, cool. Like yeah, those yeah, type yeah. of guitars. I think those guitars play a big difference in in how this and how the rock guitar sounds. I think they used the same amps. I think back in these back in yeah, this day, nineties, yeah. early two thousands, I think guys were still using Marshall. You Mesa just Boogies. loaded up a Marshall. What was the other one? Mesa Boogie. There was another one that everyone used, and I can't quite remember if they're still around. VHT, maybe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is I that or Sovtech? Yeah, I don't, Ooh, I, I, don't know if, I don't know if those guys are really still around anymore. Yeah, yeah. I love talking about amps. But for some reason, like when I think about pop punk guitar, I think of a Stratocaster. Yeah, with yeah. Humbucker pickups. And I th do you also picture it with the strings like? Beyond the headstock, definitely strings on the headstock, yeah. <laughs> and definitely stickers on. It. Yeah, yeah, stickers. Do you ever put stickers on a guitar? I did not. I did one time, and immediately felt like such a fucking loser. Yeah, like I, yeah. I didn't. Um, yeah, but I knew kids that did. <laughs> um, Paramount Pictures liked this song so much mm -hmm. that they bought the rights to the story of the song to be adapted into a feature film for multi multiple millions of dollars. Isn't oh, that crazy? Wow. That's insane. I, it obviously hasn't been released, but I look forward to its release one day, hopefully starring Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider as <laughs> the skateboard. <laughs> They're waiting for it to come out in 4D. I really like the story, the idea of a story song, which this one is. Like, the, you know, the other song we did by her is complicated, which like it's about life being complicated, yeah. and like sometimes the boy or girl you like like acts different around different people. It's like okay, whatever, get over it. Right, but. It, that's like more general. This is like a story, which is like kind of autobiographical. The gender's flipped a little bit, but it's like, I love the idea of like, you know, he was a punk. She did ballet. What yeah. more can I say? Yeah. It's like story songs are so fun and we don't fucking hear them ever anymore. And you can immediately picture in your head, the imagery yeah, the yeah. because the lyric is so simple. You don't have to read between the lines on this. No, song. it's fun. And it's like, it feels like I am almost like watching a short movie when I hear it in my head, yeah, which is just way more fun. Like it, you could have written this song without it being a story song, right? A yeah. song about, uh, you know, somebody who doesn't like you and then yeah. you prove them wrong. But like all these, these real details really help. Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here with the Taylor Swift thing. Yeah. Oh, you but love is it. Is this song not very similar? I, I, if I, 
If we asked Taylor Swift, was she yeah. a fan of Avril Lavigne? I bet she would say yes. I bet, yeah. Is this, how much different is this song from Love Story? I mean, it's much better. I can say it's it's more interesting harmonically and like is a little bit cooler. That's like, <laughs> man, I don't want to talk so badly about Taylor Swift because the, she'll probably get our podcast shut down. Probably. But like, that's like a lazy version of this song. But do you see like, it's just, it's just so interesting yeah. how they are they have done the same it's the same yeah yeah you you like that comparison a lot I, i'm into I, I, it I'm just, I, I just like that's what i think about i feel like taylor swift is like the version of avril lavigne that we deserve by fucking up our entire world probably yeah <laughs> um love that love like what's your favorite story song do you have one That's a good question. I, my favorite is the that song Escape by Rupert Holmes, commonly known as the Pina Colada song. Yeah. Like, I like that he takes out a personal ad and, like, he meets this person over that. Remember yeah. personal ads? I don't remember them. I'm not 100. Yeah. But in the, in the end, he's, like, going to cheat on his wife. It's really funny that this ends up being such a sweet song. It's like, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm tired of my wife. I'm fucking bored. I'm going to try to get some strange. And then, like, he communicates with this girl. And then they meet up, and it ends up being his wife. Oh, wow. And it's like, that's so cute. Wow. <laughs> um, I, like, I know a song that I've been listening to a lot recently mm. is from is a Death Cab song. Oh, nice. And it's a, it's a story about this guy driving, and he gets in a car wreck and crashes through the rail and, and dies. And it talks about, like, nature taking back over the car. Damn. And it's about, like, how, like, everything returns back to nature, even things that yeah. weren't even natural. Damn, I really like that band. We've got to really cool. oh, do a Death Cab. Sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, this is the funniest thing that I could find about this song, and it's not even totally related to this song. But Avril Lavigne's hometown of Napanee, Ontario, nice. actually has banned skateboarding in its downtown area. Oh, Cowards, really? cowards. Isn't wow. that funny? <laughs> That's crazy. So what do you think that kazoo sound is? Yeah. I think it's a synth. You think it's a synth, but remember, with like distortion on it? Probably. Remember that remember that band Motion City oh, yeah. soundtrack? Yeah, I was obsessed with them. And they had that little Korg unit. Mm -hmm. yeah. It kind of made that sound. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that band was so good. They would do such a fucking sick cover of this song. I know. Oh, man. What do you think happened to Avril Lavigne? I'm going to let you take this over. <laughs> <laughs> so, my girlfriend has brought this to my attention, but... Did you know that Avril Lavigne was replaced by a lookalike named Melissa Vandella? I did not. In 2003. Know. At least that's what the internet would have you believe. Mm. Um, apparently, there was a, a Twitter conspiracy. They're always blowing it up. That Avril Lavigne was cloned, um, but then people realized that, you know, it might be this actress. Basically, the theory is that Avril Lavigne's dad died mm -hmm. and she was really heartbroken about it and then she committed suicide mm -hmm. but the record label of course, of course the lizard people at the label were like <laughs> we're like we can't let this happen so they convinced this actress melissa vandela vandela van vandela vandela i like vandela vandela exactly yeah. nelson mandela they convinced, <laughs> they, they convinced nelson mandela uh to to just be her and like the way that we like we the way that people kind of propagate this theory is that is the sense that, or the fact that her, her music style changes dramatically. Mm -hmm. Like we go from songs like Skater Boy and Complicated to Hey, Hey, You, You, I Can Be Your Girlfriend. Right. And then also like the fact that her handwriting changed, like people see that her signature is different. Mm. And it's like, I think my handwriting has changed, but I also think if I was famous, I would keep it the same. Probably. What do you think? 
I mean, you get used to signing autographs. Yeah, exactly. You get a lot of practice. You think it's you think it, 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 she's a clone? You think, or do you think that she's a uh, an actress playing Avril Lavigne? If it were true, mm-hmm. it would go down as one of the greatest schemes ever. Yeah, like imagine. I don't think, imagine if it worked. I think, like based on my very limited experience working at record labels, they, this is something that they would want to pull off, but then would do too much cocaine and just get distracted. Yeah, like that somebody would bring this up in a meeting, and the boss would be like, "Interesting idea," and then nothing would happen. Yeah, they'd just be like, "We got to get another Megan Trainer in here." Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 they're not going to work hard to do something. Like. Do, do you think anybody in real life has been replaced? Like, do you think that this happens? I don't know. Like, for example, like, you think Joe Biden, that's his name, right? Uh-huh. You think he's the same guy he's always been? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he rocks those aviator shades better than anyone I've ever seen. <laughs> Today's episode of Listen to This is brought to you by the good people at Clones R Us. Sick of your life and unsure of what to do next? I get it, man. I totally get it. We've all been there. Crushing deadlines at work, anxiety about the future. Sometimes these things can be rough, and sometimes these rough things are best left to the professionals. Clones R Us will assign an actor to play you for any specific timeline, freeing you up to pursue your dreams or just listen to Avril Lavigne records if that's what you want to do. Clones R Us, we live your life so you can live your life. 